And a very good afternoon or morning or evening or wherever you are, whatever the time it is, it's a very good day. We're all breathing and everything's good. My name is Philip Klein and we welcome you to another edition. I think this is Lucky 13, is it not? No, we're past 13. Are we past 13? Well, there we go. Well, pretend like it's Lucky 13. This is The Klein Files. All right. Today, as usual, sitting in with me is uh, the lovely Caroline Gear. Hey, Caroline, how you Hello. doing? And what we wanted to do today, uh, you know, social media is sometimes, excuse my language, so screwed up. I mean, everybody has an agenda, whether it's political or business or it's whatever. Annoying. Huh? It's annoying. It's annoying. I don't know that it's annoying, but it is whatever it is. Anyway. No, our Facebook page has me fully annoyed. Oh, it does? Yes. Oh, I haven't been on there in a while. Wow. Was it, what, what, what does it say? I just don't understand why people have to sit there and try to contradict everything we say. No, really? Is that what they're doing? <laughs> you know, folks, I, I, I'd be honest with you. I'm, I'm not on that Facebook page a lot. I give instructions sometimes of, uh, of something we need to say. And then you smarter people than me get into a room and come up with the message and send the message out. Uh, we've been saying a lot about the Thomas Brown case because there's been a lot to say about it. Uh, but uh, we're, we're kind of moving down the road a little bit because there's other things we need to talk about. And one of those things we need to talk about which is very unpopular according to what the staff is telling me around here. They come pop their heads in my office and say, have you seen what they're saying? And I'm like, no, I haven't. What are they saying? And of course we get people come. Well, let's just take a step back about what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we put up a post about Mexico. Correct. And the problems that Mexico has been having with the cartels, uh, I saw an article this morning where they're now picking and choosing people on Facebook, what you say about the cartels, and they're coming to your door and pulling you outside and shooting you in the back of the head. And so, you know, we've been talking about, you know, is it safe to travel to Mexico? Because believe it or not, folks, we are pretty close to the border. We can be to the border, what, Caroline, two and a half, three hours? Yeah, we can. We can be on the border in two and a half, three hours. We have clients that we represent all along the border because for obvious reasons, um, when you're attached to the Mexican border, there's so many problems that have gone out. And the Biden administration has really screwed things up on the border uh, rather than uh, INS agents or uh, Homeland Security investigators are actually Homeland Security folks, U.S. Marshals, Secret Service, those guys that, that have jobs down there, they've been pretty much banned from doing anything with anybody coming across the border illegally. So Governor Abbott, Abbott and um, our illustrious, as we say, um, uh, commissioner of the Texas Department of public safety has put together a program where they have moved state troopers off of highways out of offices and they put them in tactical gear 
and they've put them along our United States border with Mexico from Del Rio South. You go, let me, let's do a little topography here for you folks. Anything north of Del Rio to El Paso, if they're coming across the border, there's nowhere to really go. It's just open farmland, open ranch land. It is a very, very hard way to get into the United States of America. You got to go across the Rio Grande, of course. And then of course you come across the mountain ranges. You got to be tough. And I mean, tough, tough, but anything South of Del Rio down to the Gulf of Mexico, it's pretty damn easy. And I've been down there and, uh, you know, I can't talk about why we're down there, but we're, we've been down there. We have a team down there right now on the border at a ranch. And my guys tell me that it is so easy to get across that just now, not only on Fox news now, folks, you know, I don't want you to think this is a right wing thing. It's not. It's now being covered by NBC, ABC, CBS. They're covering it in a d- different way. The You know, all those poor people trying to get in the United States, we've got to give them a chance. Yes, we do. We're America. We are the United States of America. We want all races, creeds, and colors to come into the United States to help us grow the United States into the continued powerhouse that it already is. However... There is a way to come into the United States of America like my grandmother and grandfather did up in New York and New Jersey. Okay. They came in from Germany. They took their classes, right, Caroline? You got to take classes Mm -hmm. and you've got to be educated into our constitution because that's what runs us is our constitution, our legislative branch our executive branch, our judicial branch, that's what you learn. And then you take a small test. And if you pass the test, there is an award ceremony, which if you've never been, folks, I've been to four of them. One, when I worked in government up in D.C. in the 90s, where I didn't know what to expect, where I literally saw people from Italy, Europe, uh, well, that is Europe, uh, Germany, all uh, Muslims that went through these classes and studied hard and passed the test and to watch them raise their right hand and put their hand on the Bible and become Americans was, I'm telling you, Drew, it was emotional for me. So what I'm trying to say here is there's a way to come into the United States. Well, this in itself has created an opportunity because I've warned everybody about this. And quite frankly, Homeland Security Investigates has warned folks like me that take these continuing education classes and we go to these seminars and we listen to these guys because these guys are on the front lines of what was going to happen when we started. And I know this is going to be unpopular for some of you. When we started making marijuana legal, we knew when that happened, and those of us that are government contractors, government operators like myself, we knew that when this happened, that it was going to open up a can of worms. Now, a lot of you are sitting there right now going, what the hell are you talking about? You know, what does marijuana have to do with what's going on in Mexico? Well, 
My first question that I always ask people when they ask me, you know, why the hell? I, the first answer is, well, the folks down in Mexico, these cartel guys, they're cash croppers. Now, if you got to go back in your books and look up what a cash cropper is, go down and look at the history of Alabama, Georgia, North South Carolina, Florida, uh, Arkansas, all of these big states on the East Coast, not necessarily Arkansas, but all these big states, Virginia, West Virginia, these farmers out there are cash croppers, meaning they grow crops for cash. There's was always a rule back in the 1800s and the 1700s and even into the early 1900s. Don't mess with their cat, their crop and don't mess with their cash and they'll get along with you just fine. In the 1800s and the 1700s, if they caught you out in their fields, they just simply kill you. They just shoot you and kill you and bury you out there. I mean, who knows how many bodies are buried out there in some of these old farmlands out there. You, you, these these croppers, these folks that do sorghum, corn, rice, I mean, go down your list, potatoes, onions, all these crops that were grown, these cash croppers would take it to the market and they'd sell it and they'd feed the world, feed the United States. It's still that way today. So when these guys down in Mexico started getting serious into the marijuana business up in the mountains. Cause Caroline, I guess we could tell the story one day. We, I guess it's safe enough to tell the story about when we were down there looking for Patrick McDermott in 2009, it's, it's mm -hmm. been 10 years. Uh, one of the cartel members took me in his truck. <laughs> it was a 1986 Chevrolet three on the stick uh, truck up into the mountains and we came over the crest of this mountain and there was marijuana fields as far as you could see. I mean, it, and, and so I knew, okay, one of the two things is going to happen. This guy's bringing me up here to put a bullet in my head or he's coming up here to talk to me about teaching me a lesson. So immediately I looked out over the field and I couldn't believe, and quite frankly, I still to this day, couldn't believe how green the leaves were and how big the buds were on the marijuana plants. Now I've never smoked a marijuana joint in my life. I couldn't tell you how it feels, what it does, but he would tell me this is the highest grade marijuana. I concentrated with him on what kind of fertilizer do you use? How do you get the water to them? And they had this extravagant net, uh, water irrigation uh, little setup. And it wasn't a little setup. I mean, it was better than we have here in the United States. And I looked at him and I said, man, I, I tell you what, I would really love to learn how to get my hibiscus at my house or my lawn. I loved, I love to learn how to do that. And it was in the secret, obviously is nitrogen, but anyway, moving on, I was shocked to see that there had to be over a hundred acres, maybe more of marijuana plants. And I kind of looked at him when we got back in the car and we were going back down on the hill and it was, it was surreal. There was those big old lizards running back and forth. on the line. And it, it was surreal because I asked him, I said, how do you guys get away with this? How do you guys? And he smiled. I said, don't the federales bother you? And he smiled real big at me. He said, I am a federale. Ooh, got it. So I learned my lesson then, 
But then when the marijuana started getting popular in what, Washington State, what is it, Caroline? Washington, Oregon, California, Colorado, Colorado was real big. All of these states started legalizing marijuana for medicinal uses. Then you could go to a doctor and say, oh, I've got glaucoma and I need to smoke a joint or eat it edible or whatever it is. I sat there to myself and I wondered, along with the Homeland Security, how long it would be until these cartels down in Mexico say, okay, that's enough. And war would break out. And what I mean by war is there's a war going on right now. For those of you that don't live near the border, you got to understand there's a war breaking out. They are getting people and respectable people. When you say the respectable people that are getting into the marijuana business. Yeah. I mean, I know people are going to sit there and and tear this podcast apart and everything we're saying um, from people that live in Mexico that don't want us talking about the truth they don't want to talk about right to the people that are going to back them saying oh well y'all are just lying you don't know what you're talking about but we do we have clients and we know what's going on with our clients so when we post something or when we talk about something it's because it has to do with one of our cases and not all of our cases are what's the word public public cases right so, you know, it goes back to the old CIA saying, some of your best work can never be told. And so when we use our social messaging, sometimes there's a hidden meaning in there. Ooh, spooky, right? It's for a reason. There's for a reason that we're doing it. And so let's kind of talk about, finish up about the border. So a war is broken out between the cartels. One group in the cartels has been very good about infiltrating the marijuana business in Colorado, California, Nevada, uh, Oregon, Washington. And the reason is, is because they want the profits. It's a very profitable business. If you do it right, very, very profitable business that has hurt the profits of the cartels in Mexico. Remember, folks, back to your history books. These guys are cash croppers. You mess with their cash, you mess with their crop, you could lose your life. So what we got going on on the border from El Paso um, all the way south to um, down to the uh, the border of uh, Mexico, United States, and the ocean, the Gulf of Mexico, we have the drug trade, which is I'm telling you, the, the reins have been pulled back on the marijuana business. Now, yeah, that's why you hear about um, the other good stuff, the meth, uh, along with the fentanyl and all the crazy stuff that's going on now with the hard drugs, marijuana is a stepping stone. I'm telling you, you, you guys can sit here all day and tell me, no, 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 no. It's just a little pot. No, it's not. It's a stepping stone for 80% of the people who use marijuana. It's a stepping stone. Talk to any drug addict folks. They just don't go get a hypodermic needle and stick it in their arm. They don't do that. Starts off with the pot at the age of 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. Then the high isn't good enough. And then once the pot is not as good or they don't get a good whatever in it, then they start sprinkling stuff in it. Back in my day, it was uh, formaldehyde when I was a paramedic. 
over in Houston, oh, and they they dip the they dip the marijuana cigarettes in formaldehyde and they light it up just so the high would be better, and then we'd find people running down Interstate 10 naked, uh, saying that the bugs were chasing them, and, and that's a true story. I can't tell you how many people that I <laughs> to treat that were in Houston, Texas, when they were running down the road naked because they felt they were being chased because they used marijuana dipped in formaldehyde. But now it's gone a little bit step further. Now what we're getting is uh, the, some of the drug cartels have said, okay, you're going to hit us in our, uh, in our, our bread basket. Now we're going to start pushing hard some of this fentanyl. Some, now we're going to start pushing meth. And meth is very easy to make. It's very inexpensive to make. You don't have to fertilize the ground. You don't have to worry about the weather. You don't have to worry about hurricanes. You don't have to worry about nothing. And it's easy to transport across the border. And for every dollar that is spent, now listen to me. This is not from Philip. This is from the DEA. Every dollar that's spent to manufacture an ounce of some of these drugs has a 70% return rate. That's after everybody down the line from the street dealers all the way up to the distributors have taken their cut. It still has a 70% profit rate. If that doesn't blow you away, I mean, what product has that, right? Maybe a, a cookie, maybe a Coke. What's a Coke cost? Nine cents now with the cup and the lid and the straw. Yeah. I mean, that's what the fast food people don't want you to know. A Coke costs nine cents, and that's for the Route 44 size. So what we're trying to tell you is we've set up the economics of it. Now, here's what's going on on the border. People are being hung off of bridges, bridges overpasses, trees. If you are even considered trying to help another cartel or the police, they just simply come to your house, drag you out of the house, and put you up in a rope and hang you off a tree. They you know, I've had a lot of friends that keep saying, oh, well, Mexico's fine. We're going to go. We have a visit already in the works or a vacation already in the works or whatever the case is, you know, that's fine. That's all great and dandy. Mm -hmm. and, and we're saying, may, and it may not happen to you. It may not. It may not. Some people have compared it to Chicago. There are more deaths in Chicago than there are in or the Houston. entire or in Houston or more deaths in Houston and Chicago than there are in Mexico on a daily basis. N no, you're wrong. You're not hearing about it. You know, what you don't know is, and I want all of you to listen to me, what you don't know is the national media here in the United States, and especially the Mexican media, they're not talking about it. We know because we're on the border. We know because we have operatives inside Mexico. We know because... When our clients don't take our advice and they get on their little private jet and they fly their little butts into a town called Tahula, or how do you pronounce T it? Tulum. Tulum. Tulum or Cancun or any of the quote Mexican Riviera. And then all of a sudden there's a shootout on the beach or there's a, a murder in the, in the front lobby of a hotel 
or they're down there, you know, getting their, uh, doing their Inca, what, what's it called? The, 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 the pyramids down there touring the pyramids and they get caught up in a shootout and they get stuck in the house and they got to get out of there. Then they send guys like us down there on our private jets to go down there and pluck them out of their situation. Folks, we don't want you to think that Mexico is an unsafe country in total. There are some parts of Mexico, I'd say over on the Baja, where the we're on the Pacific coast, that's it's pretty safe. There's some areas, but they still have their shootouts, right? Right. They still have their problems, right? I had to send a team in there last year to go get a, a lovely family that rented a beautiful home that oversaw the Pacific um, just north of, uh, what's the little town over there, Caroline? Not... Uh, Puerto Vallarta. No, it's 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 north of that, um, and and so they they um, I want to say it's, it's it's San Francisco. San Francisco is the name of the town. It's a small little town. It's not on the Baja, but it's directly across the the uh, inlet from the Baja, yeah. and it's San Francisco. And we had and they rented a house and they were having such a good time, and then all of a sudden all hell broke loose out there. It it, it it's it's not that. It's unsafe. That's not what we're telling you. What we're telling you is, is right now may not be the right time to head on down there. Take, just take a break. Maybe why don't you go somewhere in the United States, go down to Florida, go to Disneyland. There are plenty of places in the, yeah, in the United States, can... you know, go up to Suquamish Falls up in Washington state. It's beautiful. This time of year, the snow has started. It's not too cold. Um, you know, maybe Learn how to snow ski. Um, hell, maybe even go to Malibu. Ugh. I mean, I, everybody loves Malibu out there in California, but I, I just, it's, oh, God, getting out there takes you two hours for 40 miles. Um, I, I mean, go somewhere new. Um, you know, I, I spent a lot of time in Idaho. You have too. There's beautiful places. Beautiful places to go, safe places to go, hiking, fishing, camping snow skiing. I mean, there's so many things to do in Idaho and it's so beautiful and the people are so freaking friendly. I mean, I just love the people of Idaho uh, who welcomed our team with open arms in the Dior Coons case. What we're saying to you all is there's alternatives. Think about those alternatives. Hey, Stowe, Vermont. Mm -hmm. I, I was honored to be invited to Stowe, Vermont for a conference what, Caroline, 2007, 2008? I, think so. I went up to Stowe, Vermont, gave a small speech. They asked me to come three days before and stay a couple of days after. I, I had maybe one of the best experiences there ever was. I mean, it's, it's, it's like in, in near Stowe, you know, that's where, um, what's the Sound of Music was uh, uh, filmed up there. And the, they made it pretend like it was the Alps, but it's really Vermont. <laughs> and it's beautiful. It's absolutely, totally beautiful. And it's a place you can go with your family and sit around the fire at night and toast marshmallows and, and go see Ben and Jerry's who, you know, a bunch of left wing whack jobs, but, but, but go see these guys and go see their plant. It's great to see, see their, see their team, put it together. Heck folks go to Austin, Texas. I mean, is it unsafe there? Yeah. In some parts it is, but stay North of the city and go see some of the great ranches and, um, go stay at a, at a, at a ranch where, uh, where I used to take you and Charlie out to, uh, 
out to a ranch. Uh, Wyo Ranch. Go out to the Wyo Ranch. You can stay out there. They'll teach you how to ride. Uh, they'll cook cook you a steak dinner. I mean, is it expensive? No, not really. But it, or the uh, is it a five star place to go? No, not really. But you actually get to stay in a bunkhouse and you get to deal with real cowboys and you learn about horses and cattle and snakes and you learn about it all and you go on a huge trail ride that's another one what's that what's that one that uh, that everybody wants me to take in colorado where you do a trail ride through the mountains and you go into utah um and you, you it's an, about in wyoming maybe is it wyoming i got an invite to go and i just couldn't go but but, but it's a but but something to do here in the united states it, it, look mexico needs our trade dollars they absolutely do. And we need Mexico's trade dollars to be quite upfront and frank with you. We do. But until they get the border situation straightened out and until they get the cartel situation straightened out or at least settled down. But I don't see that coming anytime soon because we don't here in the United States, we don't understand what's really happening between our two countries this is a war about drugs folks and until some administration says mm, no we're not doing this anymore which i don't see coming i mean i guess pot is something i've never understood marijuana i just i i, I don't understand it um until pot is is settled down in the united states this is going to continue to happen um and uh I, I just, uh, people treat pot different in some of these states and I don't get it. I mean, like I'm eating Denver and I, I was having, I was at a, a dinner in Denver, Colorado, and I was with a, a bunch of federal agents, right? And we go sit at a dinner and we're eating our hamburgers and whatever else we were eating. And I smelled marijuana. I went, Oh God, who's smoking pot in here? And one of the agents leaned over to our waiter and said hey uh, you know kind of not appropriate bunch of guys here you know that can't be around it and the waiter said well it's okay to smoke pot inside the restaurant but you can't smoke cigarettes and we all just kind of looked at each other like, like have these crazy. have these people lost their minds Ser i mean seriously folks have have we lost our minds where it's okay for people to smoke a marijuana cigarette and damage their lungs with no filters yet apparently <laughs> there was a huge billion 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 dollar lawsuit on cigarettes and tobacco marijuana is safer than tobacco well they're both leaves they both have carcinogens in it and for god's sakes folks we have no idea what kind of fertilizer they're using on this marijuana this illegal marijuana right the stuff they call hydroponics is maybe one of the most addictive marijuanas there are out there. Ask any uh, expert in, in the drug, in the, in the counseling business or physicians, they'll tell you, don't, don't do the hydroponics. So I guess what I'm saying is, 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 is I'll tell you what, let me save this for a break. You want to do a break? Yep. Let's do a quick break. When we come back, I'm going to give you some solutions and give you some advice for you and your families if you decide to go down to Mexico. My name is Philip Klein, and this is The Klein Files. 
Are you a hot mess like me, always on the go and putting everyone else's needs above your own? Then Her Messy Life, a southern chic boutique, is here to help you. With new arrivals weekly, ranging in sizes from small to 3X, you can spice up your outfits and indulge in some much-needed retail therapy at Her Messy Life. Make sure to use the coupon code CLIN15 for 15% off at hermessylife.com. Shop today and find your new favorite item. And welcome back from the break. We appreciate you supporting our sponsors and uh, we appreciate you listening to us. I think Caroline told me the other day we continue to go up and up and up in listenership and it's a great deal. And I thank everyone for listening and, uh, you know, especially you folks down in Mexico that own these travel agencies that have been calling us saying, we don't know what we're talking about. Well, we do. And, you know, and I understand you have a business you need to run, but maybe you ought to go talk to your friends in the cartels and tell them to kind of calm it down a little bit. Anyway, may I digress? So let's pretend you don't take our advice, right? Let's pretend like you say, well, you know, they don't know what they're talking about. These crazy ass people, you know, and they're just trying to make a buck. I don't know how we're making a buck off this, but they're just trying to make a buck. They have a bunch of crazy asses. They don't know what they're talking about. Well, let's say you get on the airplane and you fly down there and you go through and you get down to one of these resorts and you have a couple of those umbrella drinks and you're feeling pretty good and you're laying on the beach and the nice warm sun is warming your skin up, getting a little bit of a tan. And then all of a sudden you hear the bee fly by. That's what you'll hear first when you get shot at folks is it, we call it the bee. The bee buzzes by you. You can hear it. It sounds like a bee, a fast bee. Then you hear it pop something behind you. That's the first sign you go, uh-oh, problem, hit the deck, if you're lucky enough not to be shot. And so, all of a sudden, a gun battle erupts. What do you do? Well, first of all, we call it cover. Find cover, okay? Don't run away. Find cover right where you are. If that's putting five or six benches in front of you, if that's putting... Uh, a tree in front of you. Don't stand up. Lay down behind cover. Get on your belly. Okay? Not your back. Your belly. Now, why do we want to get on our belly? Because that's how you're going to be able to escape. You're going to need to use your arms. and You're going to need to use your legs. And you're going to need to scoot yourself along. Get inside if you can. Okay? Now, what does that mean? Well, it means you need to be a little paranoid. Let me explain how to be paranoid. When you walk into a hotel, there's a thing called an escape plan. They, they put that together for a reason. Okay? If there's no escape plan in your hotel, like the Hilton doesn't have one, I know. The Hyatt does have one down there. And in, 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 you, you just got to figure it out for yourself. Remember, barriers mean things. So if you get caught up in your hotel room and they're shooting up the hotel and they're going door to door and shooting people in the head uh, as a terrorist group would, remember, barriers mean things. Lock your door. Push furniture in front of the door. A good way to save yourself is to put uh, uh, bed 
spreads, bed, linens, bed, beds themselves, box springs in front of openings where people can't come through and barricade yourself in. Second thing you need to do is part of your action plan is keep a cell phone with you at all times. There's an emergency system you can push on the cell phone. You need to have on speed dial our embassy. You need to have on speed dial the emergency number for the Mexican, uh, the Mexican police in your area. The federalities would be more important, but usually <laughs> somebody with the federalities is probably going to be involved in this situation. You know, this last one they had down there at the Hyatt, I think it was the Hyatt, wasn't it? Was it the Hilton? It was the Hyatt. No, it was the Hyatt. Yeah, it was the Hyatt. They came from the sea. They had blow-up rafts and pulled onto the shore from the sea and got out and started shooting everybody. I mean, it's it's if you see something and you feel uncomfortable, just say, you know what? I want to go inside and sit at the bar for a while, okay? Get somewhere away from where you feel uncomfortable. Third, these trips, and I know some of the cruise ships have started cranking back up now, and they're starting to move back into some of these areas. Go in groups. Don't just go by yourself you or, or just you and your husband. I know it's very romantic or your boyfriend or whatever, your girlfriend, whatever it is today. I know you may think it's romantic, and I know you think it may, neat, may be neat and cool. Don't do that. Go in packs, make friends on the cruise ship. Say, Hey, what are y'all doing? Are y'all doing the Maya ruins, Mayan ruins? You know, let's all go together, go together in a pack, in a group and make sure everybody's communicating. Make sure you get a good count of how many people there are. Bob and Susan over there, Judy and John, uh, Caroline and George, all these people all around. Make sure that you all can communicate. One and two, make sure that all of you are together as a group and as a team. Now, if trouble does come, remember barriers again, but if you're like at the Mayan ruins or you're between the Mayan ruins and you're on the bus and they shoot up the bus, etc. Grab your loved one unless they've been hit. And if they've been hit, then you have a decision to make. Go down with the ship or try to save yourself. But grab someone else and stay together as a team. A lone wolf, folks, which you would be at that point, okay? You're not going to make it. They're going to hunt you down. They'll find you and they'll hunt you down. You got to have help. Remember the basics, right, Caroline? Same thing you've been taught as far as the basics. Go yes. for the throat. Go for the eyes. Yep. You know, it's it, you know, I uh, people people laugh at me. I'm 62 years old, and some of the bodyguard operations I go on. You know, I've I've we've had a little crowd control problem once or twice, and you know, people challenge me. Hey, old man, what are you going to do? And I don't really don't. Do I look old? Kind of. No. I, I've had people tell me I look 40, 45 years old and, and, um, uh, you know, I've got one move I make that if it hits, you're going down on your knees and it's right to your throat and I'm going to take your throat out because if you take your throat out, you can't breathe. You're going to use your two hands to go, Oh my God, look what he's done to me. Okay. I am just telling you, go for the throat, go for the eyes, 
play dead. It's okay to play dead. Play dead saves a lot of lives, okay? Learn how to play dead. Uh, some of these really, really bad guys will just come back through the, the room and shoot everybody one more time just to make sure you're dead. I mean, that's that's the way. That's what's they what's going on that. there. But sometimes they don't because sometimes they get their tension away from what they're doing because somebody else is shooting at them or they've got to escape fast because they don't want to go to prison. They'll never make it to prison. They'll get hung because they, they don't want those guys talking. And who told you to do this? Uh, oh, there he is. He's dead in the field. Sorry to hear about that. So um, what we're telling you is is think. Have an action plan. Stay in groups. Stay in groups. I've already said that. That's right. Don't go right. into the cities. Don't go into the little, like Cancun proper. Don't go into the cities. You used to be able to, you'd be able to go into Cancun proper and go do the, what the, the basket weaving and the, you know, all the other stuff where they, where you get those cool trinkets and you get to barter and you go into these bar. Don't, don't do it folks. Don't go into the cities. Don't do it. Because some of these cartel members, they just want to send a message. Or now, do it and take a chance. I don't know. For the for the for the haters out there that are going to sit there and tell yeah. us that we don't know what we're talking about, do it. I don't know. I don't know how do. some of these travel agents can sit there and get on social media or get in front of people and say, "Hey, it's all good. Don't worry about it. It's just like Chicago. Don't worry about it." We get more shootings in the United States than we do Mexico. I mean, just folks, don't put yourself in that position. Now, if you have children, okay, which is our nightmare because we have people that sometimes like to cruise on these big yachts from California and from Texas. They like to cruise on these big yachts and end up in different ports of call in, in Mexico, in the southern part of Mexico, the Riviera area especially. They love to, you know, go to these small communities and they want to feel a part of the community. And that's great and fine. But friends, unless you come with a pocket full of money and you can pay the cartels off before you get there and say, hey, leave this group alone. You got problems because they're going to see you get off those big yachts and those guys that tie up the yachts and do all that stuff. They've got they'll pick up the phone and call. They have connections. They have connections everywhere. It's worse than. It's, it's worse than walking into a damn sorority house at a college. I mean, it's just, I, it's just, it's horrible. So again, if you're doing that, have an action plan, but better yet, again, I'm not, I, I hate to be like this, but take your kids and go teach them how to snow ski or water ski or go flounder out in a field with the sound of music or go to Maine and eat lobster or you know, until this new mayor gets sworn in in New York, we, we're not recommending trips to New York either. I know it's Christmas time. I can hear y'all now screaming. It's just not safe in New York right now. Uh, new Orleans the same way. It's just not safe. I know. I know. Oh, I go to New Orleans all the time. Is it? Yeah. Okay. You go to New Orleans. Okay. We tell our clients don't go to New Orleans right now. Don't go anywhere near it. And, um, you know, and, um, I, I have other reasons I say it because I was part of the first team in on that uh, Hurricane Katrina, and I'll never forget that as long as I'll take that to my grave. Horrible situation. But what I'm trying to tell all of you is, is think before you travel right now. It is a very, 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 very precarious situation in some of these countries. Um, you know, and I don't even know. Can you get into Hawaii now? Yeah, you can. You can get into Hawaii. You have to have a Vax card. I don't think so. 
Okay. I know you guys are making me carry my Vax card everywhere I go. No, you chose to carry your own Vax card. Well, I have to have it. We don't have to. You chose to get vaccinated. Well, I know, but I I mean, some states I wouldn't allow it in unless I was vaccinated. Some cities you're not allowed in. Restaurants you're not allowed in. I mean, you know. I don't know what to tell you about that. I know, but I'll tell you, I'm, I got second thoughts, but we'll talk about that some other day. So anyway, we're, 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 you guys got vacation coming up. What are you doing with your kids? Are y'all staying home? No, we're not taking our kids. Oh, oh, really? Uh, yes. Who's got your kids? You. Oh, imagine that. They got their bodyguard, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all going to take some time? Go away a little trip? We are. Headed? Maine, Vermont area. See? There you go, folks. That's what I was just talking about. It's beautiful up there. It's the time of the year to go. The leaves are changing. Everything's beautiful. I know some of you want to go down and lay in the sun. I get it. But you know what? If you're going to do that, Florida is a wonderful Key West would be a wonderful place for y'all to go. It just will be. I guess what I'm trying to say to kind of be safer than sorry right now. Exactly. Now is the time for you to be safer than sorry. I know you guys are just coming out of your little homes of houses and everything else. Here's what I'm trying to tell everyone. Maybe it's just time to enjoy the United States of America. I mean, that's just it. Dude ranches anywhere you want to go because folks right now we have a very unstable world. And quite frankly, we have a very unstable government in the United States right now. Uh, fuel prices, etc. We it's unstable right now, folks. It really is. And you know, we get these Homeland Security briefings every Monday morning at nine o'clock and it's, uh, you know, it doesn't scare me because, you know, obviously we're in the middle, but just be careful. Everybody just be careful. You got Thanksgiving coming up. You got Christmas coming up. You got all these holidays coming up, New Year's Eve. Think twice about it before you do something. Uh, we're living in a screwed up times right now and maybe we can unscrew it. Who knows? Or maybe this is just the way it is. Maybe this will be the norm from now on. I don't know. Lord help us all if it is. I know. I know. But anyway, that's our explanation that we wanted to talk about the social media posts we made on Mexico. What's really going on down in Mexico. We wanted you to hear it from us. Uh, because you know, when we post something like that, we, we can't go into a hour long diatribe of why we said what we said or what we're doing and why we're doing it. But I hope this gives you the listeners an opportunity to know what we're doing and how we're doing it. So, uh, anyway, I don't think we'll talk to you before Thanksgiving, right, Caroline? We might have one more. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. But anyway, we wanted to uh, wish all of you a happy Thanksgiving. If we don't, uh, if we do, we'll say more. And have a happy holiday, and uh, we'll talk to you probably the first week of December. Uh, we are the Klein Files, Caroline Gear, MSE here in our office, and my assistant. Are you called? What, what does everybody call you now? I don't know. I'm not <laughs> I call you lots assistant. of things. I do everything. <laughs> but anyway, uh, I just want to say thank you to all of you so very much for being supporters of us and thank you so much for listening and uh, we'll talk to you the first week of december and if Thanks you so haven't much. already make sure to go ahead and follow us on the client files um on whatever podcast form you listen to and you can also find us on instagram at client investigations very good thanks have a great week see you next time